For those of you who are wondering where those extra Sundays of ours have gone, they are on, they're at Patreon. If you subscribe to QF on Patreon in the link given in the description to the Black Kluge level or higher, you're going to get access to not only the Sunday episodes that are missing from our regular free Sunday lineup, but you'll also get four extra episodes per month on Patreon that are unavailable anywhere else. So... Right. First thing we're going to do, one of the main things he kept bitching about, this was, uh, keep, keep in mind the context, guys. Sirius XM, Sirius and XM were competing, and he went to XM first, and they kind of laughed at him. I think they'd already signed ONA at the time, and they said, yeah, we don't want really want you, whatever. So, And they were outpacing Sirius at the time. I think they'd also started before uh, XM had started. Different names when they originally were uh, satellite companies. They changed their names later. Then um, they had to merge in 2008. They were trying to merge for a while. And you remember that year where he wouldn't shut the fuck up about that merger. Yeah, yeah, I do. I remember it. He, yeah, he wouldn't stop talking about it because he stupidly believed that he was in line for this big payday. Right. Um, you know, I, I remember... I, I distinctly remember the two companies because mm -hmm. one of the big things about XM was they had a deal with Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. um, Sirius had a deal with the NBA and, um, and the NFL, which was huge for them, but they didn't have baseball. So, I mean, I was thinking about this and, you know, if, Think about it. If the NFL, the, the way a way to look at this would be uh, to to think of it, think of it like this: that the NFL sues Sirius for not hitting subscriber bonuses because they're not counting the subscriptions that came in from XM on the Major League Baseball contract. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like it doesn't even make any sense. Like you, you of course you wouldn't count those. Okay, I'll I'll give you I'll give you another example that's uh let's let's say music related. Woodstock, the festival, the original Woodstock in 19, 1969. They only got about they said there was about a half a million people attended overall through the festival, but they only collected tickets for like, I don't know, 40,000 people. And then <laughs> the the film film people said, "Look, uh you can either have a great film or you can start collecting tickets." And so they said, if not for the movie, if not for the money they were going to get from the albums, they would have had gone little like one by one and had to collect tickets. Otherwise, they would have been in financial shit. Um, but either way, are you going to say we sold 500,000 or there were 500,000 people that attended? I mean, it, right. there's a there's a distinct difference. And yeah. the when when he did lose the lawsuit. It was like the there him and Buckwald. This is what I wanted to ask you originally. Do you think he and Buckwald? Who do you think came up with the idea to do the lawsuit? Buckwald or both of them? Or do you, what was the? Um, do you think in lieu of failing to get those second and third and fourth subscriber bonuses that he didn't get, they thought maybe this is a way we can get it done? Right. Yeah. I, I definitely think it was Buckwald because. Especially reading some of the the other stuff about the other lawsuits, they all seem to kind of uh, at least originate with Buckwald, and then you know Wiggy will will quickly jump on afterwards and right um, and essentially be the mouthpiece, uh, so to speak, um, you know, talking about it incessantly on the on the radio or on his show. 
But yeah, it, I, I really do think that the, the the germ of the idea came from Buckwald because mm-hmm. his his greed knows no bounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what was your take on the um, the 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 way the contract, the 2006 contract was worded vis-a-vis the um, the subscribers situation? Because the the merger section of the contract is very small. It literally is three lines. The potential right. for well, the merger. It. You have to look at it. You know, there's a there's a a, a term of of art in um, in dealing with contracts. You know, it's everything is within the four corners of the document. You know, you can't take uh, evidence of someone. Oh well, this is what I thought it meant, or this is what you know. It, that stuff doesn't that stuff doesn't really come into it. It's like, look, it's what's in here. And you'll notice at the end of a lot of contracts, they'll, you know, say, hey, or they were, you know, was, was anything else promised to you or, you know, that kind of thing. They'll have these disclaimers in certain agreements that that preclude that possibility. Uh, so looking at that contract back then, I think it was fine in that when it was written, Sirius thought they were going to be in business just Sirius as an entity until the end of time. So yes. if you look at it back then, I mean, was it the most artfully created one? No, but <laughs> I think really what should have happened when the merger went through, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe even before, well, no, not, not before, because again, you've got to wait until the, the kind of the dust settles, you know, Wiggy and Buckwald should have gone in and, well, they could have asked for this before, like say, hey, we need some clarification. And going forward, if this merger goes forward, we need to start over. We need to start, you know, tear up the old contract. Let's do a new one. That probably would have been the smarter thing, because in that way, it's not about an interpretation. Well, what does this term mean? What does that term mean? It's in right. black and white. It's within the four corners of the agreement. And everybody's got to agree to it before they sign it. So, you know, it could have avoided a lot of this ambiguity and misery that that Wiggy went through. Well, this is the whole thing. I mean, if why, why wasn't it uh, d- done more specifically originally it, in the fantasy world, imagining that there would be a merger because we know how corporations work. And it's, it's no different than, than insurance corporations who don't want to pay out people who have severely injured themselves on vacation and they don't want to have to pay millions of dollars for a fucking operation in Antigua because you drunkenly went off fucking uh, diving into a shallow pool and broke your neck. They, they want to find any way they can to fuck you out of your right for that insurance if you know you meet all the criteria for it. So in this case, a scary lawyer guy blog was, which is one thing we both went through. He, this is literally blog. It's a blogspot page, and he broke down the whole before the. Um, it was two thousand November twenty third two thousand eleven, and he was breaking down the whole thing and how he saw it. He saw it as fifty fifty. Did you also see it that way? You mean on on. Um the merits how of the case, it was, how it was worded, and do you think what kind of judge what 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 do you think would weigh heavily against a judge not knowing what we know the results ended up being? No, I you know I, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't think as far as the outcome goes. No, I I, I just really didn't think that Howard and Buckwald had had much of a case. I really didn't. It mm-hmm. seemed even though the contracts 
weren't the contract wasn't written in the in, you know in the the, the the you know there could have been better language there the, the, it's true there could mm-hmm. have been more you know clearer language but again this really ultimately goes back on the people that signed it you know what yes. i mean like his wiggy's lawyer should have been like ah you know what i don't i don't particularly like this this language in here about mergers but at the same time i just go back to that like you know i know that companies the, you know think about the future and all that kind of stuff but I don't know if it were anticipated at that time that they were going to merge because it, at different, I, I remember kind of during those satellite company wars, mm-hmm. you know, there was a time when XM was bigger than Sirius. You they know? were. And when they yeah. merged, they had incrementally more subscribers, actually. Right. Right. So XM could have swallowed up uh, Sirius. You know, it could have mm-hmm. been the other way around. And then what? You know? Well, well, it turns out like basically the, the date's important because 2007 to 2009, we're going to call it that was that recession. Like that was the limits of the recession, the the, the boundaries of when it kind of started and ended that the that in that era and car sales were plummeting like crazy. And that's where right. they, they were wholly dependent on a lot of them on that and more than ever now. But back then, for sure. And both both companies were hemorrhaging money. Right. Oh, yeah. You, if you recall, like this was probably the main reason after the merger why Bubba, who's getting a million a contract, a million a year for his contract originally, gets lowballed to two hundred thousand the following contract. But right. so if Bubba was going to get twenty percent of his salary, what do you think they offered Howard? 